0: What's going, guys? Uh, welcome back to Network Chuck, where we just do some fun stuff with Cisco stuff. <laughs> Can't start without my coffee. Oh, freaking a! So, New Year's resolutions. Personally, for me, when New Year's comes around, the first thing in my mind is certifications. What am I going to accomplish in the new year? For me, the biggest barrier is just figuring out how am I going to do this? Um, what, what goals am I going to set? For me personally, I want to finish up my CCMP, I want to get my CCNA collaboration, and I want to get my CCMP collaboration. 2017 is a big year for me to get this stuff done, prime time. So I know if I would have had a list like this for me, it would have been invaluable. So here we go. Seven steps to setting your CCNA or CCMP study goals in the new year. 2017 is our year. Here are the seven steps. Step one, pick your certification and pick the right one for your career. You, um, there are so many certifications, um, CCNA, CCMP, you have the Microsoft and VMware and Citrix and all kinds of stuff. And even within Cisco, you have different tracks you can go on. Wireless, voice, route switch, uh, security, just a ton. So which one is best for your career right now? You can't go wrong with just basic route switch. Route switch is always needed, and there's always jobs available for guys who know that well. Two, voice. Many people don't go down the voice track. I did, and I love voice. It's what I'm devoting most of my time to now. Voice is hot right now. I I get a ton of recruiters hitting me up for voice jobs all the time. Third, I think the other biggest one is security. Um, Security's always been kinda hot, and uh, especially with all the uh, data leaks and things like that, it's a hot thing to do right now. So whatever the case, find the certification path that's right for you. What are you doing right now? What are your goals? You can't go wrong with three of those tracks. Personally, I think you could always go down the route switch track and then divert from there so for me i finished my ccna route switch i even almost finished i got one test left for my CCNP route switch and then i'm really going to focus on voice which i'm kind of going to skip around on that just because right now for my career it's more important for me to know a lot of voice and it's more beneficial for for me to attain those voice certifications so really it's just tailor it to you, figure out what you need. Step two, set very specific time goals and don't touch them. Go ahead right now, set a date for your test. If you have the money right now, schedule it. That's the really the best thing to do, schedule the test. If you're really daring, uh, take uh, reset your password for the uh, Pearson certification portal and hide it or something or make your wife or your friend reset it so you cannot reschedule the test. Set that goal, don't touch it, but also be realistic. Uh, let it be attainable. Many people set out with certification goals, but they don't account for the uh, life's ups and downs, the uh, their daily responsibilities. Do you have a family? Do you have a job? Are, are you also in school? If you're crazy and trying to do school and certifications, any of those responsibilities is going to make it harder for you to complete your certification. It's just realistic. So take that into account before you set any goals figure out how much time you have to study every day. And also, every certification requires different amounts of time, and every person requires different amounts of uh, time of study. You could be a complete beginner from scratch trying to learn networking. You're gonna take some time to build up or ramp up into that level you need to be at. Um, while others are, have been doing it for a while, um, and they're just building on their knowledge, or they're just going back to certify things they already know. So, there's just a, there's different situations. So, the big question is, Well, okay, Chuck, how much time do I actually need? Well, here's kind of what I do for me. So I try to at least study two to three hours a day. This is a combination of, you know, doing it at work, on my lunch, or when I have free time at the job, or... Which is rare, but, you know, you take it when you get it. And then when I get home, if I can, you know, get enough quiet time by myself, I'll try to bust out two hours. So this is for you. If you really want to own 2017, you really want to hustle, this is kind of the guideline I would, I would set for myself for these different certifications. This all assumes that you're willing to devote two to three hours a day of study, maybe even more on the weekend, but also you need to account for resting times, maybe taking a day or two off a week. You have to account for your rest. People don't do that. You're a human, you're a person. Um, you need downtime. So for the CCENT, CCENT or ICND1, I would say if you're starting from scratch, no experience, and maybe you don't even have a job in networking yet or you're on a help desk trying to move up, I would say minimum four months. For some people, that's pretty ambitious because you may know nothing about networking. While some may, you know, may already have done a bit of troubleshooting or something like that, but I think at minimum four months if you're just starting out. If you've been doing it for a little bit, uh, I would say two months. Two months, you can really bust it out, learn the concepts, and take that test. Because CCent, I mean, it, it, covers, it covers a lot if you're a beginner, but it's, it's not too much information. You can digest it. You can take the test. Once you've completed your ICND1, obviously you want to move on to ICND2, um, which is uh, the second part of your CCNA. I would say if you're coming fresh off your ICND1, your CCent, two to three months. No brainer. Now, if you took like a, a break or a, some kind of sabbatical, a year-long sabbatical, which I do not advise, if you finish your c bust your butt and get your, your ICND2 knocked out, you'll have your CCNA. ICND2, it gets more heavy into topics, um, more of the heavy networking and writing protocol topics. So you want to give yourself time, but I say two to three months. You've already got that base network knowledge through ICND1. You can jump right in, cover ICND2, knock that sucker out. Two, three months. Set your study schedule. Now if you're one of those guys who are ballsy enough to do your CCNA one test, now they have it for a reason. Some people just need to recertify, understandable. Um, Some guys have been doing it for a while and suddenly realize they want to have their certification or they suddenly need it for something or maybe they need it for uh, a vendor they're working for or maybe it's even a raise for a job. So if you want to bust out the CCNA one test without doing um, ICND one, then ICND two, I would say two to three months because usually you guys are already on it. You already know your stuff. Get in there, review any new topics, freshen up on any topics you're not really confident on. Bust it out. Now some guys, they don't want to do ICND two. They want to do their CCENT and then move on to the specialization track. That's fine. You can go from uh, ICND one, um, your CCENT, and jump into you know CCNA wireless, CCNA collaboration. Um, you can do whatever, whatever track you want to do. I don't recommend that. I think we as network guys, whether what whatever track you you select you need to have that base foundation of route switch. You always need that because that's the foundation, that's the road system that everything's built on. You have to do that. I would say get your CCNA. Then for the CCNA specialization tracks, collaboration, security, wireless, what have you, give yourself two to three months. Um, You already have the base foundation of networking. So just focusing on another technology that layers on top of that, not as difficult as relearning your whole CCNA. Two to three months, dig deep, learn the concepts, Give yourself enough time. Now for the CCMP, that's a whole different story because CCMPs, they require multiple tests. Um, the route switch requires three. I think collaboration's now four. I don't really know much about the others, but multiple tests, varying difficulty, depending on where you're at, what you currently do. So take what I say with a grain of salt. I know for me, with the CCMP, I tried to devote and segment two to three months per test. Um, again, you're just building on your CCNA knowledge and you're moving on to more concepts, building on top of that. Now, if you you know got your CCNA, took a long break, and then now you want to conquer the CCNP, you might want to give yourself more time, maybe four to five months, because you have to go back, kind of freshen yourself up on the old CCNA topics, and then start to build on to the new topics with CCNP. For the CCIE, I don't know. Uh, that requires a, a life commitment. I You got to check out. With, I might... Be one of those guys that goes for CCIE. Not right now, not my current uh, my, my current goal set right now, but uh, other guys like um, George Amazon, I'll kind of link him here, click him here. He's great, follow him on a CCIE journey and figure out what he did. Um, honestly, not sure, I know it takes a lot of time, a lot of labbing, but follow those guys and maybe check back here when I start to do it. Step three, Pick the right study material. There are so many options out there. Um, Now some people say, oh no, I can only do videos. Or I'm I'm more of a book guy. Um, You know what, pick both. Books are valuable, videos are valuable. Don't pigeonhole yourself to one medium. Pick multiple things. Make yourself diverse. Study charts, make flashcards, do all these different things. Don't limit yourself to one set of study materials. And just make sure it's quality. I mean, look at the reviews, um, see how many people I've actually used. Um, you know, video sites like CBT Nuggets. Can't vouch for them enough. Uh, Jeremy Chara is tops. He's the best. Love that guy. Um, just now I've been getting into INE. They're pretty good. Other uh, Plural sites, not bad. Um, I've used them for a few things. Um, The Cisco Press books. I mean, they're Cisco Press. They're pretty good. They help me kind of organize and and, and I noticed as I was going through like some of Jeremy Chara's stuff on CBT Nuggets. It was organized the same way as the Cisco Press book I got. Those are great. The lab books you can buy. Those are fantastic as well. Don't limit yourself to just one study material. Do as many as you can. Um, Even the boot camps if you want to do those. Expensive. If your job will pay for that, take it. It's awesome. Use whatever you can. Most study materials, especially the videos, will tell you the time investment it takes to complete all these videos. Videos and complete their training. So I use those to kind of divvy up how much time I need to complete that training and uh, and figure out when I can actually take my test. So I'll use their recommendations to set up a study schedule. So maybe a chapter a day or maybe a, a couple videos a day, um, CBT, a couple of nuggets a day. And then what I'll do is I'll you know just plan this out, throw it into my calendar or throw it into a to-do application. Um, I recommend Todoist fantastic application for managing stuff like this. Kind of use that as your guideline and kind of use it to set, um, to make yourself accountable and kind of check your progress because you can often set your goal for your test way out in the future and then you really don't study well and you don't have, you don't make sure you study all the topics you need to by that time and then give yourself enough time to lab and go back over it, review. You need to account for all that and I'll touch more on that here in a bit and do not make the same mistake I did on my CCNP route. Don't trust the material alone because even Cisco Pressbooks say this is meant to be a guide not necessarily completely prepare you for the test and that is true because there are some topics that were not touched that I was not prepared for when I took my CCMP route so I recommend you go to the Cisco.com or you go to you go to the Cisco uh, certification website and get your blueprint for your certification use that let that be your guide so I'll put links down below for the specific blueprints for the most popular Cisco certifications yeah go through your blueprint mark out um, things that your Cisco that your training whether it be CBT Cisco Press goes through make sure you know cuz the blueprint will kind of list how in depth you need to go make sure it covers that and if there are topics that just are not covered in your training Cisco's got documents for those collaboration they have the SRNDs and it'll cover everything you need don't be afraid to bust into those A little dry it's not going to be as engaging as CBT or something like that it'll get the job done and you want to make sure you know everything going into that exam step 4 this is probably the most important step It's going to be about incentives so you're getting your certification for a reason right whether it be some thing with your career where you want to really further your career, you have, you know, very ambitious goals, you want to get a better job, or maybe you want to just get a promotion in your current job. Maybe your your boss uh, says, you know, when it comes time for review time, that if you've gotten certifications, you've proven that you're trying to learn more and it'll help you get a bonus or a raise. I mean, these things happen. Maybe you work you wanna work for a Cisco partner, you currently do, and um, they give you a bonus when you get your certification, and they give you an immediate raise when you get your certification. This stuff happens often as well. And then ultimately, getting a certification just gives you gives you the opportunity to, to provide a better life for your family. Keep all these things in mind. Think about that often, make it your drive. You need that just constant reminder of the incentive of why you're doing this. Because going through this, while it can be fun, and while many guys are very passionate about it, including me, I when I get into it, when I get labbing, it's really fun. Cisco's awesome. Cisco voice especially. Oh my gosh. Love Cisco voice. Sometimes it's a bit dry. Sometimes you just want to binge watch Netflix. Am I right? Sometimes you just want to play a video game. I mean, Call of Duty. Sorry, sorry Cisco. Sorry CBT. Sorry i Call of Duty's a lot more fun than your stuff. I'm just gonna be honest. And when I get home and I've had a long day of already working with your stuff, then I want to get down and learn something even more complicated, I just want to veg. I want to veg because that's not as fun. Sorry. So you need a constant reminder, or just not not so much constant. Just when you when you know you're about to hit that that slump, you need that reminder of why you're actually doing this. So what I kind of mentioned was. That's more like the, you know, the long-term, like, ultimate reason you're doing this. But then also, for me, what really helped me was setting shorter-term goals. For example, if I uh, complete my certification, like, if I complete my CCMP, I said, you know what? Um, you like to game. I like to game. I love to game. But I haven't really gamed as much, you know, with my family life and with working and studying. It's, it's really hard, to. So I said, when I get my CCMP, take a break, buy myself a PS4, because Xbox, sorry, guys. PS4 is where it's at. Uh, So buy a PS4 and um, relax and and, and game, get some downtime. For me, that's an awesome reward. Um, So find something you like, maybe a trip, maybe a toy for yourself. You're a geek, you like toys, get a toy for yourself. Set that as a kind of an incentive for you. And when you get your certification, that's your reward. That stuff works. I mean, it's just get the carrot ready, dangle the carrot. That's why they do it. Also, it helps go even shorter term on the goals for like your daily study habits. So for me, you know, I try to knock out two to three hours a day of studying. And at the end of that, if I do complete what I've, my objective or, or what I need to do, or if I made significant um, uh, progress in my studying, I'll give myself a treat. Maybe some ice cream, maybe a candy bar. Maybe I'll make myself another delicious cup of coffee. Um, I rarely deny that to myself anyway. Speaking of coffee. Woo-hoo. So yeah, set those shorter-term goals. It really, really helps. Brain is its all about the chemicals, right? And you kind of have to play it. You have to make it work. So, I mean, you can think about it theoretically, you can say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to just bust out a study session, doesn't matter. My long-term reward, my long-term rewards is enough to keep me going." That's not true. You're you're a human being and you've got these chemicals in your brain that kind of fire off when you are looking forward to something or when you reward yourself. So, just thinking about that future reward, even for a short-term thing, for something so insignificant as eating ice cream, maybe you get to watch a movie when you're done, or maybe you get to game for 30 minutes. Set those shorter term goals. They they do help. They really do help. Alright, step five. This is very important as well. Now again, step four, incentives. Most important. That's what's gonna keep you going when you get burnout. You will get burnout. That's just what happens. It, it's it's hard to, to dig deep and, and learn the stuff and, and keep remember uh, uh, memorizing these boring, tedious things. There's definitely fun parts in it, believe me. When you get to labbing, Ah, is so fun. But sometimes the drudgery of le- learning and studying for a certification, it gets to you. So remember, incentives, incentives, incentives. Ah. Number five, learn how to study. Many people don't know how to study. They just, they go at it, they burn themselves out really fast and they don't do it efficiently. So they just, they're not good at studying. Learn how to study. This is going to be, just inc- incredibly valuable to you if you just invest a little bit of time to learn how to study here's some tips that i had to you know kind of learn myself and i'll, I'll pass these on to you my guys number one use a pomodoro timer if you've never used these it's like this little productivity um timer there's an app for it it's it's called pomodoro timer i'll, I'll link it below um, but basically you set like a, a time maybe 20 minutes of uninterrupted study time when that timer goes off you step away and do something else for five minutes then come back and then another 20 minutes of uninterrupted study time. You can kind of set the intervals, but studies have shown that if you go any longer than 20-30 minutes, your study sessions become less effective. So you wanna make sure that you're maximizing your study session. Hack that brain of yours. Your brain is just a machine, so you gotta make it work the best way it can. Give it breaks. We're not gonna sit here and overclock our brains. You gotta make it run efficiently. The next tip, number two, is make handwritten notes. I know we're in an age of technology. You wanna type up your notes. Handwritten notes have been shown to help you remember things better. It's just, that's just science. Um, it's just science. What I normally do is I'll, I'll write it out, then I'll go back and type it up. Kinda of double, d- double review. Bye. And um, another, another tip, Step three, use flashcards. They're they're great, uh, especially for me, because I try to find time where, you know, when I'm just sitting around doing nothing, where I normally check my phone and, uh, well, you know, not, not enough time where I have enough time to sit down, bust up on a book and start a study session, but, you know, five minutes where I'm waiting for something, waiting on my wife to get ready, waiting on my wife to get out of the dressing room at the mall, waiting on my wife to pick what she wants to eat at the restaurant, mostly waiting on my wife. Bust out your flashcards and go through a few of them. Man, flashcards are great. And you want to use a flashcard that uses a system which is called an SRS, a spaced repetition system. What this does is it gives you a flashcard, and if you get it right, it'll then uh, kind of set a timer on it and not give it to you until the next day. And if you get it right again, then they will space it out and maybe give it to you three days later. You get that right, then it'll space it out and give it to you 10 days later. So it kind of nestles that that little that little tidbit of technology into your brain and then slowly gets it into your long-term memory. Fantastic idea, it's really helped me on my, my CCMP stuff, especially the route, because the route book, I mean, look at this guy, look at this guy. It's huge, it's big, a lot of material, I mean, come on. I use this program called Anki, which is a very popular free SRS. Now it's free for the desktop if you want to get it for your, your iPhone or, or Android. That's how they make their money. It's like, it's not cheap, but I shelled it out because it's totally worth it. You can make these these flashcards and, and they, they, they nestle that stuff into your long-term memory, so it's invaluable to me. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll take my handwritten notes, I'll put them into um, a notes application, and then I'll make flashcards off of these guys. It's invaluable. I recommend Anki. It's great. Um, A buddy of mine, he used uh, Quizlet. That's another good one. I think they recently started doing an SRS kind of thing. So make sure you do spaced repetition. It makes the most of your time. And then uh, you gotta stay organized. I use Evernote. Or you can use OneNote. A lot of Microsoft guys love, love OneNote. Evernote, I've used it from the beginning. It's fantastic. It'll help keep your stuff organized, your study sessions organized, to each his own on how you're going to do that, but use Evernote to do that. All right. Step six. Another very, very, I mean, obviously a lot of these are important steps. So step six, very important. You need to stay positive. I cannot, I cannot tell you how important it is to stay. I mean, you, you know how important it is. Stay positive and, and stay excited. I mean, you're an IT. You, you're a geek. I mean, you're, you're a geek and you love this stuff. It's fun. If you don't love it, then uh, do something else. <laughs> Sorry. But if you if you love it, then try. Because you're not going to always be excited about it. I mean, come on. it's Some of it's pretty freaking dry. Do your best to stay excited. The exciting stuff will keep you um, going through the boring stuff. What I do, and I'm so thankful for these guys, is I'll take a break. When, when I know I'm hitting a like kind of a, a slum or, you know, just a slope, part and I'm getting like, oh, why am I doing this, this is so boring, uh, I'll take a break and I'll get on YouTube and I'll, I'll find guys who are going through certifications and they're excited or maybe they, they're a success story and they completed the certification and now they're, they've got this kick-ass job and they're, exci- and they're happy about it or guys who are doing really cool things with their career, I'll do that to keep myself motivated and keep myself like, yeah, I can be like that guy. Um, that's why I'm doing this. So I can't I can't emphasize enough. Get inspiration from people, um, from from YouTube or, or bloggers. I'll, I'll recommend some below. Um, there's some great guys I follow, um, especially on Twitter, to kind of keep myself excited. You you need to surround yourself with like-minded people, or even better-minded people. That's even better, and, and keep yourself motivated. Yeah, that's that's so important. Because um, again, this is just a, a a bowl of chemicals that you have to. Manipulate. It's a machine. You gotta keep it happy. Keep it motivated because we're more naturally inclined to just lump on the couch and watch TV, binge Netflix. I mean, come on, Netflix, dude, you're not helping us right now. So many freaking good shows. I'm not going to mention any because it's not conducive to what I'm trying to get you guys to do. So yeah, f- find, find guys at work or, or find uh, groups around you who you can kind of buddy with, accountability partners, that, that people that will keep you inspired and keep you going because you're going to get burnout. Again, kind of like the incentive thing, you're going to get burnout. Stay positive and stay excited. Remind yourself why you're doing this. All right, here we go. Step seven. Congrats, you made it through my- my list and I appreciate it because I like it when you watch my stuff. Um, so step seven again, very important step. Step seven lab, lab, lab. Labbing is super important, cannot emphasize labbing enough. Now, sure, there are certifications that are really heavy on the theory. Um, I know, like, uh, I forget which ones were heavy on theory, like, maybe some, like, uh, Security Plus stuff, maybe even A Plus stuff, I mean, obviously you want to lab some stuff, but there are some certifications that are very heavy on theory, not so important to know lab stuff, but for, like, Cisco stuff, you gotta know your stuff, man, CCNA, CCMP, freaking CCIE, (laughs) brah, I hate that word, freaking CC, um, all these, you've gotta know your stuff, you cannot walk into that certification, or walk into the workplace with confidence, unless you've had labbing experience. If you get on a, a piece of equipment and you can configure something backwards and forwards, you're there, you know what you need to do. You can walk into that exam and be like, guys, I've got this, I've got this. Every certification really calls for a different level of labbing and how deep and how, how long you need to do it. Um, and, and it ramps up as you get to more complex certifications. CCENT, CCNA, don't have to lab as much. You're learning concepts that build onto concepts then build into, well, can you configure a Cisco router? Bam. For the CCNA, a lot of guys like to get their hands on physical equipment. They like to see, see the stuff, touch it, smell it, sleep with it. I don't know. They like to just, bleh. um Me personally, I think you're better off just getting packet tracer or rocking some GNS3. It'll do the job. When you get to um, CCNP, you might be, you can get through most of the stuff with CCNP on, uh, and this is more for... This is more for route switch, um, you can get a lot of, a lot of the uh, stuff for CCMP through GNS3 and, and maybe even Packet Tracer for like the CCMP switch exam. You're gonna need some physical equipment to properly um, do your BSS and your um, your stacks and all the, all the different protocols you gotta do with switching because they don't properly, um, GNS3 can't emulate a switch. And then for exams like the uh, collaboration, you're gonna need some endpoints, you gotta have some stuff. Um, there's no really no way around it. You can virtualize Call Manager, you can virtualize um, a lot of the stuff you need, but, you know, for Call Manager Express, Unity Express, um, and then a freaking phone. I mean, you can virtualize some phones, but you're gonna want those endpoints, especially for collaboration uh, video endpoints. Get. What I did, and it really helped me, uh, is go online, find some labs. People have labs available for you to kind of work through. And also the, uh, the Cisco, uh, the Cisco Academy, uh, the Cisco Network Academy uh, lab books. They're really good. I, I went through them for my switch and my route. Fantastic. They go, they kind of give you a, a topic and they have you go through it and they kind of build on each other. They're fantastic. So guys, lab. Labbing is key, and every guy will tell you this, and it gives you the- There's a lot of talk about people who just become paper certs, who are just paper certs. Where, when you get a certification, you're no more valuable than the paper that you had your certification printed on. You just learn the stuff, you, you brain-dumped it. Brain dumps are bad! Don't believe me? Go look at this video here. This video here, on brain dumps. No, brain dumps are bad. You, you want to avoid being that paper certification guy. You walk in, oh yeah, I've got my CCNA, I've got my CCMP. Give me something to configure. I don't know what I'm doing. And people recognize that. Guys, you see guys come in and you you immediately know, they don't know their stuff. Labbing sets you apart. It gives you the hands-on experience and the confidence you need to walk into the workplace, walk into that certification, be like, I am, where's it at? I'm ready. The conclusion. Guys, that that was seven steps. Here they are, seven steps. If you don't remember what they are, then rewind, go back through and watch them again. Certifications and studying for certifications, invaluable. I think they're more valuable than degrees now. I started my degree, stopped it because it didn't. It wasn't going to be valuable to me anymore. I'm completing my four-year degree, I was going through WGU, didn't mean much to me anymore. I was already working a job that the degree would have gotten me, and certifications were going to help me get further along in my career. I, I think certifications and, uh, especially in this industry, are what speak volumes about you. Certifications and experience. You get those two guys, you are golden in most companies and in, in most um in most sectors. Start the new year out, two thousand seventeen. I am going to make two thousand seventeen my year for certifications. I'm going to knock out my CCMP uh, or my CCNA collaboration. Get my CCMP collaboration and I'm going to finish my CCMP route switch. I am going to do all this. I know you guys have goals. Let me know in the comments below. Let me know what certifications you're going to knock out this year and let me know whatever study habits you have. Uh, and whatever um, recommendations you have for everybody else because um, this, this is a few things I picked up along the way as I've been going through my stuff and, and just trying to keep myself motivated and trying to keep myself organized so again seven steps to get ready for 2017 and your certifications we're gonna rock this year we're gonna make ourselves better and we're going to own IT again guys this was Network Shop um, thanks so much for watching please subscribe um, I'm gonna continue to post more videos of how to do collaboration stuff uh, maybe sprinkle in some networking stuff and what have you and of course talk about certifications because. It's really close to my heart, really important to me, and uh, I really want to help everyone else out. So thanks for watching. Again, subscribe and um, share, like, whatever. Thanks, guys. See you later.